This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! I think it's all working this time. Including uh, Periscope? I guess Periscope. Well, good. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, okay. So our technical difficulties that we had from last time, which I'm trying to remember when the last time was. How long ago was last time? It's been three weeks, maybe four. Ah. It's been a while. Time flies. Has it? I don't know. We had Eric on here. It was late at night. I had a bunch of whiskey. That's been at least three weeks ago, if not more. So, I think it's been I more than three know. weeks. So uh, we got a lot yeah. to catch up on. Yeah. So maybe we can make this entertaining for people. On this uh, this Black's... Ooh, wait a second. Do we keep it evergreen? Do I mention what day it is? Are people going to figure out it's Black Friday? Well, oh, whoops. I guess it's not evergreen anymore. Ooh, but it, well, once every year it could be evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or twice a year. Don't they have two Black Fridays now? Mm, or is I it Cyber Monday? Have, well, there's Cyber Monday, but no, I thought there was another Black Friday now that they have in the spring for for whatever reason. Or is that uh, Amazon Prime Friday? It could be. I don't know. But do but I'm trying to remember now. Like Black Friday, I'm trying to remember. You know, I actually think. Um, I have had some LCSs in the past do uh, Black Friday sales. Mine did, and I didn't go. What? I'm trying to save a little money right now. He he had 30% off everything in the store, excluding new books and showcase books, showcase items. Well, is that 90% of the items in there, or there's actually... No, no. Of- He's got a huge uh, back issue collection, plus all kinds of... Hardcovers, trades, and such. It's a big store. One of the biggest stores uh, around. Oh, is it one of the bad idea stores? Yes, it is one of the bad idea stores, actually. I don't know. I keep seeing all those tweets for that, and I'm like, when am I going to get some comics? Yeah, I know. I signed up for them last year whenever they did their first round of announcing all their stores. Now they're coming back and re-announcing. Is that what that was? I thought that's what it was, is just doing the same thing from, what, six months or nine months, however long ago that was, about yeah, who's first all I, in. At first I saw them, and I thought, okay, they're adding new stores. But no, it's uh, all of a sudden I, I noticed my LCS guy popped up with his picture. So, no, they're just the same 100 stores or 150. I can't remember how many they ended up going with. Yeah, and the only thing they released was that one ash can that was one per store that's now on eBay for like five or six hundred bucks. Yes. So we're still waiting for ENIAC number one. Mm-hmm. Which is 2021 now? Uh, probably. Well, I was wanting to think I saw an ad or something for it. An ad or a tweet or... I can't remember. But there was something on there. 
But it was like, yeah, ENIAC. But I was thinking they were almost saying like March of 2021. So maybe I, I wouldn't we... be surprised. Oh, well, didn't Eric say that they'd gotten on to the bad idea? Like he said that they could order the books. Yeah, they can order the books. So at least there's that. There is that. So, oh, speaking of which, I was sitting there commenting while we were in the, in the, um, what is the room? The room previous to the, it's the waiting room, whatever. So, and I know it's our topic we talk about every episode. There's some time at point, so I guess it's our thing now. But I had my, I was wondering when this, if this was coming in or not, but I finally got my copy of Ever, like 20 minutes ago. I'm still waiting on mine, and I'm closer than any of you guys. Yeah, and I wonder why my camera keeps refocusing. I don't know. Because so you keep holding that. up stuff. No, it's doing it when I'm not even holding up stuff. So eh, maybe it's just got the post turkey thing. And then you get the like the print. Right. And then the card with I'm gonna do it like this where you get twenty percent off their site, but I'm doing it so fast you can't see what the code is. <laughs> oh nice. So yeah, you send out these for your pre order and then if you use this code you get you had uh, it far enough away, nobody could read it. I mean, unless they re- took a screenshot. And... Oh, well, you know, you could take the video and slow it down. And then, and then maybe enlarge it. it. Enlarge uh, it. Do, you know, do that stuff they do on, a, I don't know, what right. some of those TV sh- those forensic TV shows where they, they scan it into the computer and it makes everything all clear and it identifies fingerprints from a mile away. Yeah. So... But now, Aaron, you and Dewan have gotten yours, and I haven't yet. But don't you? Wait a second. Isn't Abstract Studios in Texas? Yeah. Aren't you in Houston? Texas? Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe maybe it's that local postmaster general. Either that or he's mailing them out very slowly. Because they do all that themselves. They do every bit of that themselves. Maybe they work from an outer ring. So they take the people that live the furthest out, they mail those first, and they shrink it in so that the pe- they mail out the ones that are closest last. Either that or they're just uh, doing it random. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So, all right. You know, yes, ever. I, yep, yep. And uh, I wonder if it ties into the Terryverse. I'm sure it will. Oh, and for some reason, I was mixing that up with cereal. So, actually, didn't cereal start this month? No. it's. I was just looking at it yesterday. It's in, it's in the November previews for January. I thought it was in the November previews for issue two. No, I don't think so. I have to go back and look. Mm. So, have you looked through the previews? The November, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, they came out this week? Ooh, that reminds me, though. So I did... Man, this is going to bug me if this whole time, this whole thing is just going to keep like refocusing on me. But anyway, so from the last previews, you know, eh, previews lately has been kind of... Mm, I don't know. I don't, it's just not as exciting. But right. but last previews, I was going through it, and I happened to check. In, the, in all places, Fantagraphics. Is it Fantagraphics? Yeah. There's a new Barry Windsor Smith hardcover coming out called nice. Monster. Monster or Monsters? I'm trying to remember now. Monster as on the TV show? No, it's his Mon- own thing. He's been like uh, writing for 30 years or something. Monsters with a U, you're saying? No, no, monsters. no. Oh, I said Monsters, okay. You said yeah. Monsters. Monsters, no. 
Monsters. Okay. Let me see if I can share the screen. Oh, wait a second. I got to bring it over here. And I got to share a screen. Select window or screen. There it is. So it's monsters. Uh, so it's like, oh, it's classic Barry Windsor Smith art. So this is going to be the first um, first printing. And it says he's been working on it for over 35 years. It's a 360-page tour de force of visual storytelling. Wow. Familial drama, part espionage thriller, part metaphysical journey. An intimate portrait of individuals in an epic political odyssey spanning two generations of American history. I have no idea what it's about, but it's Barry Windsor Smith, so I'm going to get it. Interesting. I didn't see that. I, You know what? I don't know why it caught my eye. I was just flipping through doing my order. And I mean, there. I mean, it's look at it. It's just classic Barry Windsor Smith. This is this is like his like '90s stuff, like his Valiant stuff. It looks like you know that his uh, Weapon X stuff that he was doing for Marvel Comics Presents and everything. It's just his. It just looks like his style hasn't changed in like 30 years, and I'm kind of happy about that because I don't like Frank Miller's style how it's changed. I don't like how. Um, Crap, I can't think of his name now. Who's uh oh if we mention his name we gotta pay him a hundred bucks. Right? So I don't like how his style has changed. Adam Neil Adams. Yeah. His 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 current stuff just doesn't look as good as the back the bad or his stuff from back in the day, but this Barry Windsor Smith, oh just look at that. Yeah, I know. Just look at that. And it looks like it's gonna be black and white. Yes. So I'm really excited about finding out in the last preview. So I guess it's a little late for people. I guess I guess does Fanta Graphics end up on FOC? Uh, yes. I don't know. Does it? No, it doesn't. I don't think. I thought there was only certain things that ended up on Fanta Graphics. You're right. I don't see. I don't remember seeing. Or not on FOC, not Fanta Graphics. But I'm sure you could still get it if you look. But mm. mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Are you get... are you a Barry Windsor Smith fan? Yeah, I am. I didn't see that though. Probably we'll wait on that to order it. Uh, I think it was a pretty good deal from uh, Cowabunga. Was that on the latest from this latest? No, not not the November. It was the one. The October. It was the, it was the one we had to turn in. What is this? Well, it's still November. Yeah, the one we had to turn in October. So I had to be on October's. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, today's the de- deadline for the November cowbunga, and I still got mine to do. Finish what? up. What? I did mine like last week. Ooh, actually, maybe it was on that one. I don't remember seeing anything with Barry Windsor Smith. Ooh, well, that's well, I didn't either. That's what I'm saying. It was such a surprise. I found it. Um, hold on. Let me take a look. Boom, boom, boom. I got my cowbunga summary. Okay. Uh, I have to get up and go get my. Previews, I think. There's the November order form. Let's see. So we say November order form. Yes, is in the November order form. Okay. Page, page 248. It's no. It's November 201315. It's a uh, $40 uh, manufacturer suggested retail price. Interesting. 
But yeah, it's into November. So there is time for Cowabunga. Yes, there is. So that's not until today. Interesting. So, yeah, so 360 pages, 35 bucks. That's less than a dollar a page for Barry Windsor Smith goodness. I may have to look at that, yeah. I may have to go go with that. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm buying it unseen. So I'm gonna go get my previews. I'll be right back. You're gonna get your previews? What? Yeah, okay. I don't have it with me. Gonna... All right. So I guess I gotta entertain people. So yeah. Um. So I hope everybody's been having a good holiday. Um. Just been reading some comics. Uh, I actually need to go through the big sorting thing. If you kind of sit there and you, you're seeing on the screen for the live viewers, or actually I guess it's for the YouTube viewers or whatever, you can sit there. See, I got a few long boxes back there, so I got to sit there and get the comics back sorted again. So, oh, that was quick. hey, that was quick. Yeah, it was just over on the other table. Oh, uh, in the comic room? No, not in the comic room. In the living room. What? I've been having, I was sitting down here last night reading through it, making out my order. There you go. So maybe I haven't gotten to Fantagraphics yet. Well, I mean, I you, you usually kind of go through Fantagraphics, don't you? Isn't that yeah. one, of your, one of your ones you always look for stuff in? Yeah, but I just haven't gotten to that far but point in the... There it is, Monsters, 35 years in the making. I just haven't reached that part. I've realized. I haven't realized. I go through it front to back in order. Well, I do too. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I got my, I got December's previews this week, so I've already kind of flipped through it, gone through it, kind of made mental notes. Uh, Ooh, I like that. I like this. Blah 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 blah. And you know, and then I'll pull it out when I do the order. But for some reason, when I went through it the first couple of times, I never saw that. I did not see that until I was sitting there filling it out. Wow. Interesting. So, I, I, I don't know what made it catch my eye and everything, but um, I guess I could look at the old previews book, which I've already tossed it. And um, No, you know what? I remember. I was sitting there in the Fantagraphics thing, and it was just like, oh, you know probably what it was? Because when I'm doing the Cowabunga, I'm just scrolling down the, the spreadsheet. Right. I'm reading. I'm reading the stuff, looking the stuff, and I probably caught Barry Windsor Smith or BWS there. So, okay. But anyway, so there's my pick of the month. That's a good pick. I'm gonna have to look into that. So, so is there anything in there in the current or in the? <laughs> I guess it's still the current preview since it's due today. Any in there? Anything in there that you're excited about? A uh, couple of things, you know, a new thing from Dark Horse called Crimson Flower looked pretty good. Yeah, I want to think I read the synopsis on that. Uh, another one, I've been collecting the hardcovers for the Black Hammer universe mm-hmm. that have been coming out. And there's another one coming out, Barbalian, the Red Planet. Yeah, that's the. You know, I'm starting to. You know, I am starting to think that I'm 
maybe getting on that whole uh, Aaron Bell mentality of getting the trades or the hardcovers a certain stuff. I am too. I am too. And getting less uh, periodicals. Because, you know, if, if things are going to be like that four, that five-issue series, I think I'd almost rather have them. If it's not an ongoing, I think I want floppies. If it's a limited series, I think I want it in, like, hardcover or trade. Right. I kind of, I'm getting the same sort of vibe going. So I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to go digital. No, 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 no. Not ready to go digital, but I'm just, you know, keeping them all together like that. And then you can just sit there and read the whole thing. So, right. There's a lot to be said for that. It saves money. It's, I think it's, I think it's a lot less expensive. Doing that overall than buying well, hardcovers are pretty expensive. Uh, you know about it. You know when when there's four dollars an issue now, and it's like five issues, so you're around right. twenty bucks. So that's true. I don't know what are hardcovers usually running now. Like I don't even know. Does this? Uh, it varies widely. I mean, I've seen some for as low as. I'm trying to remember how much. Twenty-eight dollars, nineteen dollars, twenty dollars, up to fifty. It just depends. Well, a large format. Well, that's true, but I also think if it's only like five or six issues, it's not going to be fifty bucks unless it's oversized artist edition signed by the writer right. and the artist. Blah 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 blah. Right. So my problem is then I said then it's like I don't need long boxes. Then I need shelves, and my current shelves are kind of full. Right. So I'd need more shelves. Right. But, hey, what are you going to do? Get more shelves. shelves. (laughs) I'm saying, you got room for shelves. You've got plenty of room for shelves. What? I've seen your basement. I've seen your basement. You've got plenty of room for shelves. uh, Yeah, but at some point, i got to put stuff on the walls that's not shelves. Well, okay. Do that. I want to do some of my OA. I want to do some of my movie posters. I want to do some of my other posters that aren't about movies. Well, you put those up upstairs, not just in your basement. Yeah, I don't think the significant other one's my hobby on the walls upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of which, we were supposed to hang some pictures this week, and it's Friday, and we haven't hung up one thing yet. Well, I wouldn't worry about it if it were me. Uh, well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mention it. In other words, well, we've been here 15 years. You think we ought to try to make the place like our own? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but anywho, also it's like um, there's some of the podcasts I listen to, and there's um, I'm trying to think. There's a place I think it's either in Detroit or Michigan or somewhere, some comic shop, and they've made these. Eternity frames or something like that where you can put comics in and hang them on your wall and rotate them in and out. I guess my huh. concern I guess my concern is is like um will it fade them? I was gonna say, does it has it got uh archival plastic? UV yeah, UV glass or plastic. Well no, it, it's probably plastic, so I'm guessing no. Well does it matter if it's not getting direct sunlight? I think it still can get UV Or is UV everywhere? I don't know if it's everywhere, but I still think you can get some fading, even if it's not in direct sunlight. 
No, I guess that's why you rotate it out every once in a while. <laughs> well, if you got my lights on it, my lights protect from UV, right? Uh, supposedly, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, decorations. You know, I keep toying with the idea instead of having these long boxes back here, getting some of those. Um, Legal size filing cabinets, about like four high. I think you can fit two long boxes in a row, so you can get eight in a cabinet. Right. I've been debating doing that, but that's a lot of filing cabinets. I've seen that done. The way my LCS guy does his back issues, they're not they're not the legal size filing cabinets. They're these ex extremely long ones with the shelves that pull out. Yep. And he just puts a, puts boxes. I think he can get four boxes on a shelf. Short boxes. Sh uh, yeah, short boxes. Not long boxes. Long boxes. That's a lot of comics to get into a one oh, filing cabinet. What is it, about 200? In a long box? Uh, something like that. With bags and boards? You probably cram more in there if you didn't have them bagged and boarded. Oh, yeah. Without, without bags and boards, you can get. A lot more in there. But... <laughs> Both especially if it's my lights or mostly my lights. Ooh, I will say most of my comics aren't in my lights. I've only got certain comics in my lights. And wasn't Eric telling us that I'm supposed to switch that out about every five years? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Especially for what you've got. Well, I need to go through and pare things down again. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Because, you know, it's like, it's like, like, for example, it's like, I love my Green Lantern runs and everything like that, but I never go back and reread them. That's where it's handy to have them in hardcovers. But I like yeah. having the floppies. But then they take up space. But I'm not going to go open them up and reread them. So I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm. Well, no, I mean, that, that's the thing about having so many things in long boxes. You know, if you decide, <coughs> if you decide, I'm going to go back and reread this. Then you realize that you've got to move 15 boxes in order to get to it. <coughs> I've got my stuff set up, so. Then Mo the most I would have to move is like nine. In any case, you're saying in any case, whatever you wanted to get to, you, nine is the most you'd have to move. Yeah, yeah, and that's for something like most 90% of it I can get to move with the most of moving two boxes. But there's some stuff that is situated such that it would take me nine boxes to move to get to it. So well, okay, so you got, at least, gotta... well, you see there behind me. So you see, you right. see three rows. You got this row, this row, and this row. They're all lined together. But the row under this one, I've got going perpendicular. Right. So if it was one, of, so I've got nine boxes that are perpendicular. If I wanted to get to one of those, I have to remove the nine sitting on top of them. Right. So, but but like I said, those boxes is like it's like my VH1 collection, um, my Spawn collection. My Dark Horse Star Wars collection, 
and a bunch of my image stuff is all there. But I let me just rephrase that. So that's what's there. So those nine boxes are the stuff that I'm that I put there, thinking I'm not going to get. I don't want to get to it that often. Right. Okay. So, so everything else, like all my X Men's immediately available. I... All, all my Batman is immediately available. My Batman's like, let me see here, just from like here to keep on going here. Right. All right. So Batman's on top because I do everything alphabetical. <laughs> I understand. I know. So, but. I just keep having to find room. Yes. So I keep telling the wife we need a we need a bigger house, and then she gives me that look. You know that look. Yes, I know the look. And then I'm like, well, I could get a storage facility, and then I get an even dirtier look. Yeah, those things are a lot of money for. You know. My philosophy is, if you've got a drive somewhere to see your stuff. You've got too much stuff. <laughs> well, I, I've, I do have a storage facility on the East Coast that I've been paying for for several years that her sister uses more than us, so I'm kind of like... Right. I could pull that card, but I'm not going to. Yeah, but you don't want to take, you don't want to take a bunch of comics to the East Coast. Oh, no, 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 no. I have a hard enough time getting these things upstairs when it floods. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Eh, it just keeps you limber. So anyway. Uh, oh, so here's a here's an opinion I want to get from you. Okay. So so what do you think about this upcoming uh, future state from DC? I don't know enough about it, really. I mean, is this the one where we're going to read? DC is going to take two months off. I think it's two months. Either they're going to take January off or they're going to take January and February off. And you're going to get, and it's like the comics jump 20, 30, 50, 1,000 years in the future. I'm not just overly fond of it. Oh, why? Because it messes up the status quo? Well, what's the... It's got to have a better point than that, than just... Oh, we're just jumping to the future. Okay, for what? What? What is the end game here? I don't and know. No, I don't. I, I mean, to get a bigger, interesting new stuff because everybody's tired of the old stuff. Try to jump in on something on the ground floor. Maybe that might work. I don't know. I'm not against restarts or changing things up. I kind of like that, but this just—it's like I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. And DC has not made a lot of friends in the last few months, especially among retailers. A few months. Yeah. Maybe no. a little, <laughs> maybe a little longer than that. I'm specifically saying thinking about what they've done since COVID start with. Uh, Going to UCS instead of Diamond, causing a lot of hard work and headaches for people like Eric and other LCS owners. Then they were going to go to some things that were going to go just completely digital. 
books now. They've stopped several books like Batgirl. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like. I may end up liking it. I may not. Well, you're supposed to pick some in, um, I think in that November one, aren't you? I haven't gone through the November. Oh, actually, it's, actually, it's not in the previews. It's not in previews. See, it's right. It's in DC <laughs> Direct. I haven't looked through that yet. Wow. I guess you know what you're doing tonight. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I'm sure there's there. a. I'm sure there's a bundle deal where you can just check the box and you get everything. I don't want to. I don't get many bundles. Why? If you bundle, you save. Yeah, but I don't read everything either. So you don't you don't save if you buy a bundle and you don't read half of it. So but well, anyway, well, well, what's not to read? What happens if you accidentally get a book in there that you didn't order? You just not going to read it? No, I'll read it. I guess if I got one I didn't order, I'd still read it. <laughs> and it might bring you in. Yeah, might sucker me into it. Okay. So, I don't know. What do you think about it? You know, at first I was kind of indifferent, and I was listening to Nick and Martin talk, and I thought a bunch of them were going to be in, like, um, Anthology Digest, so I thought there's only going to be four or five total. But then you All get right. to turn you look, and it's like, there's a bunch of them. And, you know, I don't mind the idea and all that, but when there's, like... I don't know, 40 or 50 books. That's it. So I'm not going to read 50 books. It's kind of daunting. And so then you start picking and choosing. But then if they're in a, I don't know. I think I'm going to try the, the, the detective one. Um, actually, I'm trying to remember. I think, I think I'm getting the wonder woman ones just because there are some Jimmy, Jenny Frizen covers. Um, I think I'm going to try the Dark Detective. I don't know if I'm doing the new Batman or not. See, some of them are confusing because some of them are like four issues. Some of them are two issues. Some of them are one issue. Uh, So I'm like, and they're different timeline. I don't, yeah, the more I think about it, the more confusing it kind of gets. Yeah, that's it. Well, like, who's... Who can afford, I guess, well, I know one, Mike Myers will get all of them. He'll get all 50 books if they got 50. Well, 50 the thing books. is, yeah, but if you're not, if they're not doing any of the other DC stuff, which, but I think going through it, you you sit there and see they are doing some of the DC stuff. So there's, it's like your main DC universe books taking a hiatus, but others aren't. Right. So... Like the Vertigo. I don't know if the Vertigo... Or, well, it's not Vertigo anymore, is it? It's like Black Label. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Black Label's taking the, the month off. Right. I don't either. Um, I don't know if the... the Well, I was about to say the kids or the Wonder imprint, but I think they canceled a bunch of those. Uh, like Young Justice and... I forget what else is in the Wonder... Category Bendis's Wonder category comics category. Oh gosh, I don't remember. So, hmm. yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we will. Hey, maybe they'll be in the dollar bins next uh, next year. We can find them. 
Could well, be. Ex- except the ones where there's new characters introduced and then the prices go up. Yeah. So, I think that's what I think that's what's going to happen to a bunch of them. There's going to be speculation on new characters, and then you're going to have some issues that go up in price, and you'll never be able to get them because they'll be forty or fifty bucks each, and you don't want to buy them for forty or fifty bucks. Right. So, maybe read them digital that way. I don't know. Could be. That's a good possible. I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. So. But what else? Wow. Speaking of Cowabunga. Mm-hmm. All right, we all know that C2E2 has delayed until December of next year. Yeah, if we get the vaccine, will they move it up? I doubt it. I really doubt it now because they've... I'm sure that McCormick Center is fairly popular on but I don't think there's anything scheduled at McCormick Center right now well right now no but I mean nobody's going to be nobody's doing anything because of the COVID but anyway so granted Ronnie's already said he wouldn't be able to make it in December December's just a bad month I mean you're doing everything you're got end of the year stuff at work you got holidays and getting ready for families but the question becomes what are we going to do about our Calabunga pilgrimage because we got to have one next year we can't let the year go by without that happening uh, well I don't know we could just decide on sometime in the spring or the summer when we're all immune and vaccinated and Head on up. Yeah, we could. Although that's a heck of a long way for me to travel just to go to Cowabunga for an afternoon. <laughs> hey, we'll be close to Canada. We could go to Canada. Yeah. I guess. Or you just have go, a reason you just, to go. Or you just reason making, to go. Or you make it a Chicago weekend. Just go to Chicago and then hop up to Wisconsin for a day or two. That would work. And spend some time in Chicago too, and I'm sure there's some comic stores around there. Oh yeah, I know there is. I listen to one of their podcasts. Oh, which you, one? Oh, Contest of Challengers. It's funny. It's these two. It's a podcast from comic shop owners, kind of geared towards other comic shop owners, but also the general public. But these guys sound like they need to get into another line of work because they're just grab, they're grouchy as heck about, you know, upset about when a customer comes in and wants a different cover than what they ordered. And uh, <laughs> isn't that all comic shop owners? Aren't they the st- stereotypical comic shop guys? Ah, uh, probably. I mean, stereo. I mean. Yeah, owning a comic book shop is a pain in the ass. and You don't make much money. And God, honestly, I don't understand how why anybody does it. It's a labor I mean, of love. I'm glad they do, but I don't know why. Because if you look at a business model, it doesn't stand up to anything modern. It's like this is an antiquated business model. 
Oh, there's got to be a way to make money or nobody would be doing it. Oh, well, some people are making scads of money. Uh, Chuck Rosansky at Mile High is making a lot of money. Uh, Erica James must be making enough to at least stay with it. But they're not making enough where they can quit their yeah, jobs yet. But, but they also said Eric was telling us he doesn't want it to become the job. Well, that's true. So, if you don't want it to become the job, you just, you know, do it on the side. Have fun with it. True. So, but there would be, it'd be, I don't know. It's not like he'd want to get to a point where he wouldn't want to be working 80, 90 hours a week total between the two jobs. I know well, I wouldn't. What if you're ADD or ADD? You know, well, you gotta have all the you gotta have all the stuff going on. So, well, that's true. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, it's like once we get to that point, we'll just make a Chicago trip, fly into Chicago, drive up to Wisconsin, okay. or fly into St. Or well, hmm. Oh, wait a second though, we can always Eric and them always ship stuff if we want them to if we buy stuff and, they, and we want to have it shipped right, so you don't have to worry about that. Right. Woohoo. Yeah, that's always what I've had done. So, and then I guess there's places we can pick in Chicago. I know there's Graham Crackers. Been to a few to their place, a few to their shops. Some of their wall books are in the right price range. Some of them are high. Right. But I, I will say, what two years ago at a Graham Crackers in Chicago is where I did get my Werewolf by Night 32. So. Nice. They did have a sitting beside it. They did have a uh, crap. What is it? House of mystery or House of Secrets? Whichever one. The first Swamp Thing with the Bernie Wrightson signature on it. Uh. So that was a pretty penny, but it was pretty. It was pretty. It was nice. So. Yeah, sometimes. Nice. So, but no, we'll figure out something. We just got to get that uh, get to where we you can travel. Of course, we sit there and say about travel, and this was like I was down in Costa Rica a couple of weeks ago for work. Yeah, what was that like down there? I don't know. It's like it always is. So they're not locked down, or well, I had to get the company had to buy me insurance. Well, I was down there and then I had to fill out a questionnaire here in the States about stuff. And then when I got to the airport, I had to enter it in the most updated information and then they gave me a QR code. And then when I came into customs, they had to scan the QR code, connected me to my insurance and my um, questionnaire, which is pretty efficient. Now, right. if, so the, the Costa Rica government's got it kind of together. So I guess, you know, if we could. Yeah, you just fill all this stuff. You get all it all done. They give you a QR code. You go to customs. Then they scan it in. Whoop, all right, you're good. Went in. Just stayed between the hotel and the plant. Did all that. Came back. Wore a mask. Airport. Wore a mask. On the plane. Got stuck in Dallas-Fort Worth the night of. Yes. Because I got, I you know, I've gotten to my old my older age where I don't like getting up at 4 a.m. to catch a 6 a.m. flight. Well, so I'm I don't, like, I don't either. So I'm like, I'd rather uh, catch the plane, get there late, 
so I was supposed to get into Costa Rica at midnight. So then I get to Dallas-Fort Worth and I land. I say, oh, you're connecting flight, which I was there at like 6 o'clock. Oh, your connecting flight's been put off to 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I'm like, son of a. So I ended up getting there a day late and having to stay tonight in a hotel. And I still had to get up early at 4 o'clock in the morning to catch a 6 a.m. flight. Sucks. So. Yeah, if you hadn't had to done that, I could have come. Because literally, that airport and that hotel is less than 10 miles from where I live. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went into the Dallas-Fort Worth. So there's two hotel choices there. And they both say they're connected to the airport, but only one is truly connected to the airport. And I picked the one that was not. Right. So it was an adv- it was because I was hoping one to, like it's the this the Hyatt Grand. You can actually catch the Skylink and go into their lobby from the airport. And right. I was at the Hyatt Regency, which is actually it's kind of encircled by the Skylink, but you have to. I ended up walking there, but I had to cross lanes of traffic. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I chose poorly. Yeah, probably both of them are about the same as far as rates. And the company was paying for it. It really doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, with the, you know, I have been at the airports like in, um, crap, I can't think of the Amsterdam airport. It's a SCH something. Anyway. They've got an, a hotel that's actually behind security, or they did back in the day, where you can actually go through security, check into the hotel, and when you got up in the morning, just get up and go to your gate. It's a beautiful thing. Nice. It's a beautiful thing. So, but yeah, I've gone to Costa Rica, and I've actually gone on the attempt to find comics down there, and I have been totally unsuccessful so far. I can see that. I can't see that as a big comic book. Well. I ended up going to what was a mall there, and they had a store, and it was mostly like models and hardcovers, and they had floppies. This didn't have back issues. Okay. So they didn't have any of that. Well, you know, some foreign comics are starting to be big money now. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep an eye out for them. So I guess what you got to do is you got to look for, like, yard sales, or you got to go to places that are reselling old magazines and things like that. And you may find some comics there. So, but I have no idea how to look for that in a foreign country. So I wonder how much they foreign co- um, foreign comics are coming. I wonder how much like the original I'm talking about in Spanish, uh, jazz Maynards would be. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, so I've been paying attention to some other stuff. So um, when I was at C2E2, one of the artists I wanted to go see was Mirka Andolfo. And I've just just fallen in love with her work. And um, she's got a new comic animated series or something coming out next year uh, called Sweet Paprika. And she's been doing a lot of stuff on her Instagram and her Twitter with it. And there's a there's an Italian so Italian Italy's free comic book day is like December 2nd through I don't know a week or two and they're going to have this you know this sweet paprika comic there and I've been trying to figure out if it's going to end up on eBay or how I can get it hmm but 
I I really enjoy her stuff, and she's been doing a lot of covers for Boom and a lot of. And she did the she did the Punchline one shot that uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Okay. She did. She was the artist for that, and she's been doing some other stuff and uh, covers and her own things. But I've just I've just really liked her style. There's just something about it. I just really like. And so when I was at C2E2, I got a, bought her sketchbook, and she did a sketch on the inside. And she's got that offer on her website, so I'm thinking about doing some more. Um, but it's like her and uh, Tula Latoy and Jenny Frizen. I'm just, I don't know, for some reason right now, I'm just really getting into these, like, the the female artist. Uh, Tula Lote. Or Lote. I don't know why I want to say Latoy. It's Lote. Tula Lote is one of my favorite artists, bar, you know, I mean, she's right up there with Sean Murphy, as far as I'm concerned, as far as, um, artists I like, and Jenny Frizen, too, and I'm trying to think, there's another one, too, uh, I don't know. It's escaping me at the moment. I can't. What's think. the image? What's the image? You can see some of her art. What is it? Uh, she's done some. I'm trying to think of what she's done. This is not helping. No, I know it's not helping, and I'm totally blanking out right now. So, uh, is it recent stuff? Uh, fairly recent. I mean, within the last six, eight months that I remember seeing it. Is it independent stuff? Big Independent, two, it's indie. No, okay, it's indie. It's indie. Okay. Um, she works with Greg Rucka a lot. I can't think of her name now. Hang on a second. Hmm. And I can see the gears turning. Do you need to do a Google search? I'm doing a duck, 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 go one right now as we speak. Duck, duck, go it. Black Magic is the name of it. Okay, that's what mine. Black. Oh, Black Magic. I don't know if I've read any of that. Nicola Scott? Nicola Scott, yes. That's it. She works a lot with Greg Rucka. She did do some early back at at Rebirth. She did Wonder Woman with one of the Wonder Woman lines. That Greg Ruck was doing when he when he took over when they did Rebirth he was doing Wonder Woman. Was it Rebirth or the New Fifty Two? Rebirth. Because I thought Rucka did the New Fifty Two and Rebirth was. No. Rucka wrote Wonder Woman Rebirth for about the first dozen fifteen issues, then he left. Okay. But he was doing inner 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 license. Oh, right, you're right. That's that's when you had a story, a a story in the present, a story in the past. Yeah, present day story and then a past. And Nicholas Scott was doing the past, the artwork for the past story. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I remember that art style. I'm trying to remember. I guess I'm gonna to have to refresh myself. So. Well. But it's kind of like um, but it's I've gotten to where it's like I either like the artist I really liked back in the '90s and the '80s, or the current ones are all female. 
So I'm trying to figure out if that means anything or not, or it's just, hey, that's just the preference I have right now. All right. So. Anywho's, ooh, I have a, I have one new uh, non-comic thing that's just popped up this week that I got. Oh, okay. I, I got my Raspberry Pi 400. Now, which one is that? That's the one with the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a, it's like my old Commodore 64, my 128. It's where the Pi. So they'd already been making a keyboard, and right. so. They made this to make it even easier for people. So it's it's this is it, right? You've got the keyboard and the Pi is the Pi four with the I think it's four gig of mem or four gig of RAM or whatever is built into the keyboard. So all you got to do is just uh, plug it into a monitor and it comes. You know, I bought the kit that you know it comes with the mouse. It's like this here's like seventy bucks, but it's a full Unix based computer or Linux based computer. All you got to do is just hook up a, a monitor. And you you you're, you should be able to control it without a mouse, but you know, eh, GUIs. Everybody, it it makes it easier to control. So yeah, I got this. I'm gonna play with this. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I got it. I still got my two Raspberry Pis that I haven't done anything with. What were you playing? Play, I've played playing? around with them, but I haven't. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. You build some, build something to spy on your neighbors? Uh, no, I didn't. Not really too concerned with that. All I know is this thing's got a new chipset in it, so it runs a little bit cooler, even though it does have a large heat sink on it. But right. um, but it's it's got the latest, yeah, CPU. So it's better than the stuff that came out last year with the Raspberry Pi fours and all that. But yeah, it's, it's a Raspberry Pi four just embedded in a keyboard. Because I will say that's one of the pains with the, you know, I've got a couple of Raspberry Pis in little cases, but then you got to plug in a keyboard, you got to plug in um, a monitor and all that, and it's kind of odd with, you know, with with right. this one little box, I guess. But with this thing, you know, it does. I mean, it reminds me, I've got my old Commodore 128. I brought up for my parents. I need to fire that up someday. But it's just like back in the day when the computer was in the keyboard itself. And all you had to, and all you, and that was even before you had key, mouse, mice. Didn't even have a mouse with those. No. You just had you command have, line. You didn't have a Dewey QE, so you had to type everything in a command line. So. Yep. I mean, it, I remember I, those days. Yeah, I, I do remember when um, uh, Commodore came out with a, they did have a GUI. I forget what it was called. I think it was called Geos, Graphic Environmental OS. And you could load. So you had to load. You had to load that and run it. And then you could. I remember getting it. I don't remember how the hell I used it. Because you couldn't store anything locally. I mean, there weren't any hard drives. Yeah, I had a I had a floppy five and a quarter floppy drive. And you just loaded everything on that. So I'm trying to remember. Did I just load up a load up Geos and then use Geos to navigate to the to the hard drive when I was just so used to just doing it on command line? I don't know. Can't remember. I I didn't have anything like that. So hmm, I'm gonna have to look that up now. Early '90s, some good. Oh, actually, would that have been early '90s? No, that'd have been the late '80s. That'd been the late '80s when that came out. Yep. I was gonna say that sounds like something that would have come out mid to late '80s. 
So, but what? When did the Macintosh come out? That was in 1984. Uh, not the Apple yeah. II. It's the Macintosh. I don't know about. It. I never had any Mac- Apple products. Okay. Had them at school. Right. But I don't remember having a personal one. That's back when you know stuff was expensive. Oh wow. When has Apple never been exp- been inexpensive? I mean, it's yeah, even the Apple today is still expensive. Well, that's true. That's true. But yeah. but anyway, for seventy dollars, you can harken back to the, I mean, back to the good old days where the computers in the keyboard. Right. And you just got an HDMI. Oh, it's got a micro HD, but it comes with a micro HD to HD adapter. So you just can plug it into modern TVs and off you go. Nice. Computer. So I'm probably going to figure out something to do with work with some uh, dashboard, uh, mobile dashboards or some things like that. Right. Or, you know, that would be the perfect thing to build the emulators on, the classic um, game emulators. Right. Which I guess someday I need to figure out how to do that. I guess you can just download that now, right? You just download it into one of the SD uh, disk and just pop it in, and now you've got your emulator for whatever it is you're emulating. Right. I guess so, yeah. Should be able to. So. So, yeah. Well, let me just let me just rephrase that. So, the, the keyboard, the Pi itself is 70 bucks. The kit, like I bought, was 100 bucks. But you get a full computer for 100 bucks. Linux space, do whatever you want. Nice. I think I'm going to install R on it and just do some statistical stuff. R. What's R? It's a pro. It's a scripting language for statistical stuff. That's so, one I've never heard of. That's, yeah, well, it's a derivative of S. That's another one I've never heard of. So. <laughs> Well, S has been around for decades. R has probably been around for crap. I can't remember if it came around in the late 80s or the late 90s. So it's probably been, you know, R has been around at least for 20 years. Maybe 30. Hey, I had to self-teach myself on it, but opens up a lot of things to do. Can we pause this? Because i got to step away for just a minute. Uh, I don't know if it pauses if we're doing live. Okay. Oh, that's true. Uh, either way, I've got to step away for a minute, so I'll be right okay. back. Okay. All right, step away for a minute. I'll keep things going. So, yep. So I'll look to sit there and talk a little bit more about this, like, pie. So, like I was sitting there going on, it's got, ooh, what else it got on here? I'll read off the thing. So it's a four gigabyte, yep, uh, in the RAM. And it's got a quad-core 64-bit ARM Cortex-A72. It's at 1.8 gigahertz, so. I think that's pretty good. So it's the Bluetooth and the Ethernet's already built in, so you don't have to do any extra dongles for that. I mean, it's got the 802.11 BGN AC wireless, so you hook it just up. Of course, I don't know how mm, secure that is. So it even, I mean, and they've even got the 40-pin GPIO header still in there. So uh, I have read some reviews where it's kind of awkward the way they've got it in the back and all that, and how it sticks up with some of the current hats, but. You can see, but it's actually got two HDMI ports, so you can hook it up to two monitors and do whatever you want with it. And um, yep, the SD card, and then it comes with the power supply and everything like that. So um, 
Yeah, I'm looking exciting to do some stuff like, you know, with this. Um, I've kind of gotten into a bunch of, well, I like to say like some machine learning or computer vision stuff, but I'm kind of on the you know the beginning basics of that. But one of the books I've got that uh you know I'm trying to read from and all that actually has a chapter in there on how to do a um, book recognition recognition um, program algorithm. So what you do is it gives you a way to take book covers. Um, give them a unique, I don't know, it takes a picture of a book cover, kind of makes it into some kind of numeric, I don't know, I don't want to get too deep into it, um, you know, uh, representation. And then with a camera, if you if you point a camera and it sees the book in the, in the image, in the video feed, then it can identify the book. And I want to see if I can build something to do that kind of like with comics. Um, Nothing like the barcode scanner or anything like that, but you know, there's all kinds of databases out there with uh, comic covers and things like that. And you're always having to look stuff up or do things like that. So um, I just thought it'd be kind of neat if I could sit there and figure out a way to just kind of sit there. And it's like, if you got a video feed and you're on the comic and it recognizes the cover, it can just look up the information for you. Now, I don't know, you know, I can see where people would want to sit there. Oh, can it give you the current price? Can it give you which ver variant it is? Can it, you know, can it give up all this other information? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and maybe there's a business model for that or somebody wants to do that or whatever. You know, I don't think it's going to be something where you could sit there and point it at a long box as you flip through it. and It's going to figure things out. But, I don't know. You could point it at a wall where it's got a bunch of comics on the wall right there and it can, you know, identify them and tell you what they are. Cause sometimes you'll see stuff on the wall and you're like, why is that on the wall? I have no idea what that comic is. So problem is it couldn't be a locally hosted thing because it'd have to hook up to the internet because I think that'd be too much information to have on a phone or something. Of course, you know, the phones currently, they do get a quite a bit of uh, memory on there. So I don't know, just fun little projects like that. You know, kind of related to comics. So, hey, Jay's back. And he's on mute. Or he's disconnected. Yeah, I was on mute. Sorry. Woo. Okay. Guessed it right the first time. Yes. So. Uh, so, any new acquisitions? Uh, Other than the local weekly stuff? No, I mean, well, I've got this. I got did get a new book that I ordered called uh, "The Way Cartooning Should Be." It's a collection of interviews with Charles Schultz of the Peanuts fame, mm -hmm. and it's a really interesting book because so many people list Charles Schultz as an influence, including Terry Moore. Yeah. As, so that's a good one. I haven't acquired any uh, collectible comic books. Ooh, ooh, segue or not segue, but a side divert. Did you see the tweets where I guess they're doing an audio version of Strangers in Paradise? No, I haven't. Well, well, Terry Moore was tweeting about it. It was either today or yesterday, and so I, think I missed it. I think the first episode like went out yesterday or today or something like that. So huh. I'm trying to decide if I want to listen to it or not, because I kind of got the characters voices in my head. And if I hear somebody else doing it, uh, I don't know how that's going to go. 
probably. I mean, since I've read it and reread it recently, I probably won't listen to it. Well, I still got the hardcover omnibuses up there that I haven't broken the seal on to read yet, so I need to do that at some point. I'm still. I'm. I may have to give up. Try to get through Rachel Rising again. Why? It's so good. It's that's not interesting to me enough this time around. I read it once, and then now this time it's like I'm about a little over halfway through, and right in the middle, this towards the middle, it starts. Gets a little slow on you. Gets a little slow. Yeah, it does. So, but I'm trying to reread everything of his. In order. In order, yeah. Uh, Hardcovers? Well, when I, when I have them, yeah, which I do in most everything. Um, so, well, let's see. I just kept, I keep plugging away, reading here a little bit, reading a bit here and there. and then, Well, if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? Well, that's the truth. I mean, I can just go ahead and jump ahead onto Motor Girl. Reread that. That's only 10 issues, right? Yeah. Well, 10. So. Hmm. So. But no, nothing really, you know, acquisitions of any note lately. Other than, like I said, I'm getting those hardcover World of Black Hammer books as they come out. Yeah. So. Oh, and I did get the third volume of uh, Batman written by Grant Morrison. Now, now I've got all three volumes of that. Is that Dick Grayson Batman? Uh, part of it is. No. Uh, yeah, part of it would be. Part of it would be Batman and Robin, which covers Dick Grayson. Okay, cool. So well, I, I did get a few things lately, so... Uh, I got an early issue of Amazing Spider-Man. I think this is the first Silver Sable. Ooh. And then I, I got this uh, Justice League of America 29. It's in decent shape, but I was um, it's I got in the second part of this story a couple of months ago, and this is the uh, this is the issue when you get the first uh, crime syndicate. Uh, the story doesn't hold up, but I wanted the issue, so I don't know. This is a there's a bunch of stuff on the spine and things like that but you know I wanted it and everything um, I had this book at one at one time and I, then I got rid of it and then I had to get it again but it's a Batman or Detective 648 I think that's the first spoiler Stephanie Brown sure I've got that one. and then uh, I got a I like Dave Stevens you know he did some great Good girl art back in the day and all that. So here's like a Vanguard Illustrated, just a random science fiction one. Right. And then I got some uh, some Jimmy Olsen comics. I'm sure Nick will be happy with that. I got like 133 and 141. So I got like the this is the first Fourth World. So this is when Jack Kirby moved over to DC, and this is the first issue that introduced the Kirby's Fourth World. Okay. And, and then I had to get the issue with like Don Rickles. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and and then I couldn't pass up this opportunity, but I ended up getting a full run of uh, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, with the Storinko covers. Nice. So 
I mean, the, these these first covers just from the '60s are just so, just so I don't know, out there. Yeah, they are. And I mean, I and it and it's got my favorite cover of also. When I was growing up, I really didn't get it. You know, before I didn't really get that many comics myself. I inherited my uncle's comics. Right. And so one of them he had was the Shield Six. And I just remember this from my, I just love this cover of the, you know, Nick Fury in space with the earth exploding behind him. Right. And that's just got a big nostalgia thing for me. So. Anyway, I ended up getting a full run. So it was like issues one through 18. So there, some of them are in pretty good shape. Some of them, eh, they're in fine, but you know, just it's a, it's a, it's a run I've been wanting to get, and instead of piecing it together, I got the opportunity to buy them all at a good price. So, you know, nice. other other than the um, the weekly uh, Wednesday stuff, you know, that's pretty much it. But I'm real happy with the Storinko, uh Agent uh, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield run. Yeah, I came across. I decided I haven't done it yet. But you know, I've been I've been moving much more towards a mood reader in a lot of my stuff, and I took an idea of rereading the VH1 Unity books. Oh, about twelve of them. And I fished them all out. I fished them out, all twelve of them, or however there many are. I can't remember. Oh, eighteen. It's eighteen of them. But I haven't started reading them yet, so hopefully I'll do that pretty soon. I'm trying to remember the last thing. You don't have those in hardcover? No, I don't. Yeah, actually, I think those are kind of rare. I think Diamond had some of them out there back in the day, and they're really big collector's items now, because I guess that was before Valiant really took off and got real popular, and it was like... Because right. it's right around Unity or right after Unity's when the popularity went up, and then everybody was after. I need pre-Unity Valiants. Hmm. I don't know. But so, well, I do remember the first Valiant I bought was Archer and Armstrong Zero, which was leading into Unity. So the next issues were Unity. So that's right when I got into Valiant. Right. So. So I got those. I'll try to reread those here soon. So you got, you're saying you got enough comics, you don't need to buy new ones, you can just reread your old ones? Oh my gosh, I could reread my old ones over and over for the rest of my life. And just read them over again, over again, over again. And yeah, that sounds you like never, my... you never. Uh, that's what I find out, you never remember, you're reading so many different comic books, you never remember that much about them. Yeah. At least I don't. You don't remember the details. So remember general story, what happened. Oh, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. But it's not like reading a novel or one of your favorite novels or uh, history books or something that you read a couple of times and you really absorb it. Mm -hmm. I did reread a prose book recently, uh, Men of Tomorrow, which is the story, story of the early days of comic books. Specifically on the more on the DC side, uh, Schuster and Siegel and 
the creation of uh, Superman and how DC got a hold of that, how got it sold it to him for three hundred dollars, <laughs> which really at the time was a damn good rate. Um, yeah, how do you know what's going to hit and what's not going to hit? Right, exactly, and so. I don't know. DC could have done a better job later on in years in, in sharing some of the wealth of Superman with Schuster and Siegel. But, you know, when they first do it, they were work for hire. In the early days, the, the creators were really just simply work for hire. You did what you did, and that was everything. All Hey, you went mute. Intermittent mute. You're still mute. Okay. I don't know how I went mute. <laughs> well, it wasn't me. I'm nowhere near the keyboard. Well, I didn't touch the, anything. That Maybe was, you were thinking you needed to mute. No, I didn't think so. Anyway, I'm not sure how that happened. But but anyway, back in the day, rate. Back in the day, you know, I mean, just a simple pay rate, words per page. Uh, or page rate was what you got paid, and it was you were strictly work for hire. Everything was intellectually intellectual property. Everything was owned by the company, and it went that way. It was way that way until well into the late '70s, early '80s, and you didn't really start getting creator-owned stuff of any significant volume until image the revolution of when uh, Jim Lee and others left. Well, McFarlane, Liefeld, McFarlane, Liefeld, all the guys left. I forget, I forget, and Larson. Right. So, Oh, speaking of them, have you seen what that, um, I forget which Batman it is, the one with the the Batman uh, with the McFarlane cover that they just made a new black and white statue of? The one with the cape and everything like that, and he's holding the girl, and it's got the orange, and you got the two spots where it's, uh, right. it's colored. You know, those go for over $1,000 in a 9.8 on eBay now. That's amazing. That's that's. And there's like a first, second. I don't know if there's a third print of those, but those things just over the past couple, you know, past few months of just all the McFarlane stuff. They say the next thing for that's going to shoot up is the uh, McFarlane Hulk covers because the, the Spider-Man covers are already up there. And then that Batman. And then he did. Um, then there was a three issue run of was it, I can't remember if it was in Detective or Batman. It's that issue where it's got him. He's got he's got like actually got a gun. Holster on like a chest uh shoulder holster and he's sitting there holding it and then there's one and um i forget what the villain in that one is but he did the covers for those too so those are probably primed Hmm. but yeah i mean that that one now is like whoo that's amazing so yeah actually batman four two three And I don't know if it's like second, the second print or the 
or what. But um, why is why is why is the interwebs not cooperating with me? I don't know. Let me see. Batman four two three. All right. Well, you know, you get on there now, and uh, I guess it depends on if they're slabbed or not. Well, you know what? There's there isn't one on. It must have been like a second print or something like that. Now there's one in a steel in a sealed um, three pack four two three four two four four two five that somebody's wanting them for eighty bucks for. Hmm. All right, there's one for four hundred. Yeah, first print Todd McFarlane signed five hundred dollars. Then there's a news. Oh, maybe it's the newsstand. So there's a first print newsstand seven point five for three hundred dollars. But then somebody's got a first print regular one for three twenty, huh? So maybe I was a little bit premature. Let me actually let's switch over to sold items. Somebody bought one for ninety nine cents, a third print. Wow. And there's a first printing near mint somebody bought for one hundred seventy five. A nine point six went for two hundred thirty two dollars. Oh, there it is, a 9.998. Let me see. And... All right. So, see it right there? Yeah. 9.8, first print, $1,300, November 20th. Damn. I mean, it's a beautiful cover. It is. I don't know if it's a $1,300. But you I see, here's a nine, there's a 9. Oh, that's a second print. And there's a 9.8, third printing. Went for $350. So, I mean, it's back in the day before slabbing, so I guess it's hard to get a 9.8. Right. And... Um, So, anyway, some interesting stuff there. So, <sighs> so you got anything else, or about time to wrap this up? I don't have anything else. All right, We've been going well over an hour. So, yeah, well, you know, it's not like we oh, got yeah. anywhere to go. Oh, that's true. No movies to see. No family to visit. Nothing like no. that. So, no so, all right. work yesterday, so we didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we cooked a chicken because we just don't because we want to do something different other than turkey. Well, yeah, <laughs> chicken is different than turkey. That's for sure. Well, they're both birds. Yes. Which are derivatives of you know? For some reason, every time I'm cutting up a bird, <laughs> like a turkey or something, I'm always thinking it's like you know. Birds are just derivatives of dinosaurs, so I'm actually cutting up a lizard. Uh, yes. Lizards aren't derivative of dinosaurs. Are they not? I don't think so. Well, anyway, isn't that why when you eat crocodile or something like that, they say it tastes like chicken? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I've ever said 
It tastes like chicken about anything, even chicken. Well, if you eat a rattlesnake, doesn't it taste like chicken? I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. I've never what? eaten one. So I've well, never eaten Texas, a rattlesnake. I thought, I thought everybody in Texas had to eat a rattlesnake at one point or another. Uh, well, I guess I missed out then. Well, you know what? You can still remedy that this weekend. Probably, but probably not. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to take us on out of here? Yes, you've been listening and watching Best of the Rest. If you'd like to tweet the show, we're at BOTR Comics. B- uh, excuse me, at BOTR Comics. <laughs> you can reach me at J Forgets. I'm at Oot Inger, U T E N G R. I'm going to talk to you next time.